0: Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the pod that shares the stories of those affected by suicide. Lost a loved one? Attempted it yourself? Did you know that when you share a burden, the load is lightened? Come listen in with your host, Elaine Lindsay. Please note. So this is going to be um, slightly different topic for the podcast. We are talking about mental health, but I uh, actually wrote a blog post a while back and wanted to expand on it because I think it's really important. And I think what I learned over time uh, can be very useful because I know that I use uh, some of the tools that I have learned over the years to sort of keep me going day to day. So let's dive in. I want to ask you: what is your go-to emotion? Now, some people may or may not have an idea of what exactly that means. Okay, but I have found, um, after research and, and checking into a number of things, uh, that for the most part, people have a single emotion, which is your fallback. It's the, the emotion you go to no matter what. It may not be the right one, but it is the, the first emotion that you can access. Okay, now I realize that sounds kind of odd. Bear with me here. So, in any given day, you know, you can run through the whole gamut of emotions. But I find I always seem to gravitate to one. And up until a number of years ago, uh, that emotion didn't necessarily fit the scenario or what was happening or or anything. But it seemed to be kind of my comfort zone. And the horrible thing for me was my comfort zone, that emotion was anger. Um, It certainly wasn't always appropriate. Um, In fact, I'd say most of the time anger was not the emotion that fit most scenarios. But it seemed to be my immediate response to pretty much everything. And now, in looking back and after having learned a lot, I understand that a lot of that was triggered by pain. No, you know, um, I had an accident when I was 20 years old, uh, had a, a few different things happen in my life, and I have now been living in pain 24-7 since that time, that can be really exhausting, it can be really frustrating, and I say it, it can make you feel, you know when you put a pot of soup on the stove, it's just before it's about to boil, and you know that next step is it boiling over, well... For decades, that's really how I felt. There was this slow burning going on, kind of at all times. Now, um, in my research, I found this Dr. Cosio. And he says that when someone suffers from pain for an extended period, it can affect their mood negatively. And these mood changes can negatively impact their levels of activity. So people begin to engage in more unhealthy behaviors and less in healthy ones. And boy, that is bang on. Because it's true. You lose sight of health, you lose sight of wellness, you lose sight of friends family, whatever, when you are deeply immersed in pain and you allow yourself, notice I say allow yourself to follow that by delving into anger at every opportunity. It's it's a very uncomfortable feeling. It's a, a weird place to be. Always, sort of on the edge. Always, you know, feeding that cortisol, that adrenaline, that that all that chemical soup that that puts us on edge and that causes a myriad other problems. Now, interestingly, a study that that was conducted by this Dr. Casio, uh, him and his research team checked out in 2018 at the prevalence rate of different psychological domains among veterans with chronic pain and they actually found that women reported anger more often than men. The women were at 88 percent reporting anger and the men were only at 72 percent. So that may seem a little odd because people often think that anger is more a, a male, like a testosterone-driven emotion, when in fact I don't think that's true at all. And they do say that anger can be a coping mechanism in response to pain. But chronic pain has actually been proven to be worsened by anger. Because of that release of that chemical soup, it actually heightens your pain and increases the problems that you're having, which, you know, you you get into this horrible cycle and it's really hard to get out of. And you have to, you have to make that choice. It's not something that just happens. No. I I say the, the third incident in my life the I was hit by a road raging man while I was with my children and it forced me to acknowledge I was the common denominator in all of the horrific drama in my life. And as I began to explore alternative modalities to deal with my pain, and in part my anger, uh, I looked at meditation, visualization, mindfulness, and gratitude. And over time, I found myself to be less likely to become angry, but I had to take time to learn, to feel all of those other emotions more freely. And I've since learned to allow those emotions to flow and go. And there's a reason for that as well. And there's two different schools. Uh, One believes that emotions last six seconds. And the other one is uh, Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor. She's a Harvard Crane neuroscientist and she specialized in the anatomy of the brain. She had a massive stroke and wrote a book about it. She says the lifespan of an emotion is about 90 seconds. Now, we humans are so attached to story. You know, somebody says something to us and within just a couple of minutes, we've blown it into a great big long story. Well, we do the same with our emotions. And we can drag those emotions out for ages based on those stories that we tell ourselves. And when we allow ourselves to get stuck in those stories and and this this inner world that we create, that by and large can be really negative. It's not a good place to be, and and I know for a fact I don't ever want to go back there. See, over the past, I would say about 10 years, maybe a little more, I've seen a huge change in me. And whereas my first go to used to be anger, now my go-to is gratitude. Finding the gratitude in all the little things seems to just make there be more things in and around me that I can be grateful for. The more you notice all the good things, the more good things there are to notice. And I firmly believe that the universe does that for us. The universe or... or God or Allah or whomever you consider your higher power, I believe we're here to have a good experience, to to live life fully, to learn from the lessons, and I think it's it's really important for us to learn that it's up to us to how we respond to whatever is going on. And and this this was an incredibly important shift for me. It not only changed how and, and if I reacted to things, this change to mindfulness and gratitude has allowed me to significantly lower my pain medication. I have said over the years uh, that I am a functional junkie because I will be on narcotic pain medication, to the best of my knowledge, for the rest of my life. However, I am on such a tiny dose now from where I had been that it's actually kind of exciting to me. And I'm so grateful because it's given me a new lease on life. And being able to, to interact day-to-day without the, the haze of heavy medication, it allows for so much more joy and happiness in my days. And the coolest thing is, I learned that it's up to me. It's my choice. And... Victor Frankl wrote, When we can no longer change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Everything can be taken from a human, but one thing. The last of the human freedoms. To choose. Choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. That's from his book, Man's Search for Meaning, and I so strongly resonate with that, because the bottom line is, it's our choice, it's all our choice, and I know a lot of people won't take that, because at face value that may not make sense to some people, but You can choose to be sad or angry or happy or unhappy or you can choose to be in the moment and live whatever is happening in that moment. That choice is always yours. And I believe being present in all the moments that you can gives you a much better appreciation everything you have, from the littlest thing to the biggest. Mindfulness can show you a wealth of gifts, both large and small, for which to be thankful. And making the choice to improve yourself me, that's the greatest gift you can give to you. So, for the past few years, I have made a point, an effort daily, to make the very most of my today, every day. In fact, it's how I sign off on my emails, It's how I say goodbye on the phone. It's how I leave meetings and and, uh, being with friends and family. I always ask people to make the most of your today every day. Because your day is up to you. And that is the greatest gift we can give ourselves to know that the choice is ours. And even on those really difficult days, the last thing I do if I'm having a bad day is make the choice to just stop. Take a beat, maybe lie down for 10 minutes. And know that things will look a little different in 10 minutes. I hope that you find a little use in today's podcast. And as always, my sign-off is to make the most of your today every day. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. Let them get you on page 1 in the search results.